listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I am with... And for the first time we have the Beyonce of our group. I don't like Beyonce though. Who would you be then? Prince. You're Prince. I was going to be called Destiny's Child, and I was going to be like Kelly Rowland, that's all. Kelly, no. Even no, worse. Even worse? Yeah. And Barry can be the other one, the one who's not Kelly Rowland or Beyonce. Oh, come on. <laughs> like maybe having the Kerry Katona or Atomic Kitten. Fair enough. The well, tragic one. Okay, but in real life you are. Lauren. Yes, and you're here because you want to be involved in this for once. Yes, I like films. You like films? Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> and Colin's currently still fighting off Russians. Yeah, and Colin is still fighting off Russians with the IT department at, our, <laughs> at my employer. Um, uh, well, once again at the Raven, because again, they like us and they will have us. And they don't get annoyed at us when we take a table up. And they do good nachos. And they do good nachos, yes. We had nachos for um, dinner. Um, what are you drinking today, Barry? Lemonade. Because you're working tonight, I guess? <laughs> yes. Yeah. As always. As always. So. There is a, there's few moments in time when the moon's aligning, I can actually have a drink. <laughs> you do shit upon this podcast, is that whole premise, but well done. Laura, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Australia. Do you like Australia? I do. I'm not going to mock drink because I like to mock Colin on his really shit choices because I don't know what Australia tastes like. Is it alright? It tastes like every other beer that I usually drink. I just kind of pointed it. <coughs> passable. Passable. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking Brooklyn Lager because I like the logo. Lovely. That's it. I've had it before, so it's nice. So we do think a bit, a bit different. We're not going to quite straight into reviews. Um, a couple of weeks ago we talked about um, the Oscars, we gave our predictions to what the Oscars were. Um, we're not going to go through all of them again because that took a goddamn age to get through them all. Yes. Yeah, the long one that week. Um, I think I listened to that but I cut out after. <laughs> after, like, after an hour? 15, yeah, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I think I Thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, 15 minutes is good. I'm happy with 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, so we're going to go through some of the, the kind of big hitters and some of the, the stuff that, made, that meant something to us in some way. Um, so the biggest winner was Shape of Water, which won four awards. Or is making a face regarding Shape of Water. No. Um, it won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Score and Production Design. Do you think it deserves any of them? I get it with the production design. So it looked amazing. Yeah, but I just found it very pretentious. Th- really? Did, I did. Didn't get into it at all? No. No? I really liked it. I thought, I, I, to me, it felt like very classical cinema. Like proper classical cinema. Yeah, I... I couldn't get out of my head though Abe's Odyssey. You remember that PlayStation game? Yeah, that's behind that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just had that, I think it was like Christopher Nolan doing Abe's Odyssey. Right. As a live action. Fair enough. Someone described it to me as, it's Free Willy if the boy fucks a whale. That is a very good description, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Almost beat for beat Free Willy if at the end of it, rather than jumping to freedom, the boy sticks in the blowhole. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Michael Shannon that was in that? Yes. Uh, yeah. I liked him. I, I liked him as well. A lot yeah. of people, people didn't like Michael Shannon. People thought he was like sort of the weakest part of the film. But I really liked him. I think uh, he was the only one I actually enjoyed. And it, not, not even um, Sally Hawkins playing the. Not the a big mute. fan of Sally Hawkins. Do you think? No. Do you think that's a Paddington too? Paddington. No. You can't. You're not allowed to sell Paddington on this podcast. This is like Paddington is a spirit animal. We love Paddington in every way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's in that. But no, not 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 going for Sally Hawkins at all. No. But, Blue Jasmine, that was the one. I love Blue Jasmine, it's a great movie. I liked her now, but I think it was just her playing a mute. Didn't go for it at all. What would your Ralph scene win Best Picture out of what was out? Do you know what Best Picture nominations were? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to get it for you. They they were Shape of Water, obviously, Um, Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Dunkirk, The Post, Get Out, and Three Billboards. Now, because I did watch Three Billboards, but I wouldn't say it would be a Best Picture. Right. 
Possibly Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah. Yeah, I would have probably said that. Yeah, I, I genuinely I was amazed at how little love Dunkirk got for Best Picture. Yeah. It didn't really get any attention for it at all. Even usually for any films in World War One or Two, yeah. always gets the biggest hype. Uh-huh. But this one, I think it was just really underplayed. It was so much uh, so, yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of. Yeah. Amazingly, Dunkirk was the second biggest winner of the night. It won three awards. Yeah, yeah. Um, it won be- it won editing, which I think we can agree is a really well edited film, and sound edit and sound mixing, which we still don't know the difference between sound editing and sound mixing, but it won no. two awards for that. But anyway, so Dunkirk won those kind of two, three technical awards. Um, so best director was Willem Del Toro for Give a Water. Happy one because I, I think he's a good director and I think he's been deserving of stuff in the past. I do like him as a director. Yes. But then I've been finding with the Oscars recently, maybe the last recent years, people are winning it for films they shouldn't have won it for. Absolutely, yes. And they should have won it years. I think it's, that's always been the Oscars sense that the, people are winning awards at the right time and they think they will deserve it, yeah. as opposed to when they should have won it. Like DiCaprio, for example, yeah, won it yeah. for. And he should not have won it for that. I would probably give it for Wolf of Wall Street, I thought it was a fantastic performance, or even what was the other one he got nominated for? Maybe. Was he nominated for. Was he in Gilbert Grape as well? Was he nominated for that? What? Was he in Gilbert Grape? Support an actor for yeah. that, yeah. He probably should have been nominated for that. I, but I agree with you. Titanic, does he not get nominated for that? No, he did not get nominated for that. He boycotted it um, because he was annoyed he didn't get nominated for that. Oh, yeah. And then that's like his punishment then for Perpetual, the rest. Petrol and Capro. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, for example, like Spielberg won for stuff. Like, he should have won maybe years before. Scorsese as well. Yeah. Um, did Bruce Wellspin not win one as well for something? Like, he won. Got for the walk for the right? And there's other films before that were, were probably better films. And also, that wasn't really that great a performance, I don't think. So... Because I suppose it's like how, however long you've been nominated for, and it's like, oh, well, let's just give a guy a break in this time. Yeah. So you practically had to get mauled by a bear. To win it. Uh huh. Whereas Jennifer Lawrence just goes a bit crazy. And wins it. Wipes some stuff off a table and gets the award for best actress. Whereas Amy Adams is doing really good work and not getting anything. Mm, I did not enjoy the arrival. Did you not? No, I thought that was. How many times have you seen it though? When did I see it? How many times have you seen it? Once, I, I would recommend watching it a second because the first time I saw it I was not as big on it as I wanted to be and I was kind of a bit disappointed by it uh, second viewing it makes a lot more sense as it actually works really well as a movie well that's it I get the story of it yeah very good different but the way that for such a small you know it's not meant to be like a believable film anyway or be realistic but in a small sense of how quickly she was meant to learn a language this language yeah. so I can't even learn German in four years of school <laughs> Language in a couple of weeks. No, you don't like it as a film, or do you like it because you can't learn German? Is that is that what I, it, it just brought home a lot of things? Yeah, I remember just about how frustrated. Your lack of German is. Yeah, how I yeah. failed that class. Um, so, best actor Gary Oldman. I like him. Yeah. I like Gary Oldman. Well deserved. I think deserved as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best actress Frances McDormand. I do love her. I do love her as well, but I personally think I want Sally Hawkins to win. For a performance in Shape of Water. Maybe get the Sally Hawkins. I think did more for her performance. Yeah, okay. Did more. Rosemary Dormant. Did for three billboards. billboards. Yeah. Because I feel that she, that's just like her normal persona in yep. films. It's just been a bit yep. tough and straight. Is, but still, yeah. no, no, no problem with Frank McDormand winning. No, because I love no, her. Love her, okay. Uh, best sport actor, Sam Rockwell, three billboards. Mm, do, but I know we're going to talk about three billboards. Well, I know I've watched three billboards, and right. I was wondering what I was going to yeah. say. Because it was as if he was being, I get what his character is, uh-huh. ignorant and racist, but yep. kind of 
lovable at the same time. In some way, in a weird yeah. odd way, yes. Uh-huh. But it seems... I thought it would have been a bit pointless if uh, him try to save the day and end up being a bit of an empty... I agree. Uh, everything's okay. Um, I, I, I don't think his one... In that film, for example, has one good act justify the character. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I would people if you if you walk away from that film thinking he's a good man, he does one good thing, I think you've yeah. misread the film. He's still a bad man. Yeah. It's I think Yeah, good that he beat up this guy that raped somebody in a uh-huh. different state. But he's beat up another guy for uh-huh. putting for up no, the billboards. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like he just like he likes violence. He like, he's, he's, he's a, a violent man. He can almost beat up 50 people. Yeah. And you might find that 25 of them have done something wrong oh, in the past yeah. that justified others without having. That doesn't mean he's, he's no yeah. world. He's still a, a violent man. It's like Tommy Lee Jones, Toothpaste, and retirement after all that time. <laughs> he's playing Redneck. But no problem winning against who we're up against. Who was he up against? He was up against um, William Defoe for the Florida Project. Which I thought should have won it. I really liked him in that yeah. film. Um, who else? Woody Harrelson for the same film, Three Billboards. Do you like Woody Harrelson? Also, with the same point of the film, it was a bit of a, an empty end for him. Also, okay. it, was, it was just too convenient. Yeah. I thought it was. The way that it's wrapped up, it's a quiet, especially when it's seen based on a true story, it's like soullessly based. Yeah. The only thing that was true about it is that a girl was raped to murder. Yeah. Um, also, Richard Jenkins was up for it as well, the guy from uh, Shape of Water, the, the next door neighbour. I thought it was a really nice, nuanced performance for him. It was like sort of a really subtle, well judged performance for that time. But I can see him, it's not no, flashing anyway. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't stand out because it, it is so subtle, it doesn't really stand out that well. Well, since I've forgotten about him, then. Oh, that's forget, a shame. Forgettable for me. Um, and also, Chris Plummer, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, the one when he came in for the last, he basically refilmed Kevin Spacey's role. We don't talk about Kevin Spacey. We don't talk about Kevin Spacey, no. Um, I, again, I think he got a nomination because what he did was a really quick and efficient job that was really hard to do, as opposed to being a nice performance. But I, I have no problem with um, Sam Rockwell winning it. Uh, no, it was, um, it, was, it, was, it was funny. Funny. Um, it was a funny racist. Funny racist. Yeah. Um, there's, not many, there's, not many, there's not many of them. Um, best supporting actress, Alison Yanni for I, Tonya. She was good. She was very good. Do you know who she kind of remembers? This is, this is another one I just watched recently. Um, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, yeah. yeah. So you know how Tales of Swindon Yes. the... I forget what the woman's called. Forget, it, I know what you mean, like yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Yes. Character. I kind of thought she, like, she reminded me so much. A little bit, yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely, a little bit. I do love her, though. I love Alcee. Yeah. And my love for her winning the world isn't so much for her performance in that film, which is very, very good. We'll get on to it later on. Yeah. Enjoyed the film. She's excellent in it. But I love Alison Yanni. I think she's a great actress. Yeah. I think she deserves all the plaudits she gets. She's yeah. been so long in that supporting actress role of playing that kind of role that she deserves to get that recognition for doing yeah. it. And I think... I personally would like to see another film that we saw this week, uh, Ladybird, the mum in that, uh, Laurie Metcalf, yeah, yeah. who I think probably had the better role, uh-huh. but I think it, it's, I can't see why you bring up the Alcian, she's such a lovely person and, yeah. and, it's, and she's been around for so long as well, that she totally earned the award, the award as well. Yeah, she was, I think she was the only really big part that I enjoyed, yeah. Tanya. Agreed, yeah. absolutely. Um, some nice ones that made, I, I just like to note down, screenplay was Jordan Peele for Get Out, Never watched that. Oh yeah, it's amazing, and it I'm so happy he won it because it's, it's it's a great screen, really original idea. And we had animated film for Barry Coco, one best animated film, which we're all happy at, <laughs> and also best song as well. Damn right, damn right. So we're all happy with that. 
um, best documentary one we like um, Icarus one yes. best documentary so really happy at um, original score oddly went to Shape of Water which I thought was strange what was that one The Shape of Water got best score and I was thinking I don't really remember the score for that film at all because it was, it was a simple choir, like, light-hearted... I remember the soundtrack, but not the score. Like, the, the soundtrack, I remember the songs in it, but not the actual like, sort of original music. I remember some of it. Do you? Yeah, it was just very, like, it was sweet. Sweet. I still give it to Dunkirk, because I think Dunkirk is a really great soundtrack. It, was, it moves, it becomes part of the film. Um, cinematography I mentioned because Roger, Roger Deakins won for Blade Runner 2049 that's his first win after 14 nominations wow so he deserved to win like yeah. the man deserved a win there which again for a film that he should have got it there's, a, there's at least 13 films before and he should have won it yeah. for so at what point do you give up on Hollywood and just start ignoring the Oscars like we discussed last a couple weeks ago he was nominated against himself at one point that's how <laughs> good he is at his job he's the best there is ever. he's the best at his job and he's still can't win one of these fucking things so very happy for him I think that is more it's quite I just feel more of a lifetime achievement like you have done yeah. great work for the past like 30 years and you deserve to win something or, oh, it, it's always a great looking film it looks amazing we just couldn't be bored like giving it to anybody else yeah. so, <laughs> it was just in a bag full of names like oh, that guy you'll have it um, visual effects surprised us we thought it was, it was a shoe in for Planet of the Apes or Wall of the Planet of the Apes because of what they've done with the circus um, mocap <laughs> but it was won by Blade Runner 2049 which I didn't really see anything in that film that I thought was different or like I'd seen before. But it is a lot of time it's vote for people in the industry, so they must see something there that's difficult yeah. to do and they must and they must accept and uh, that that's a well done film. That one as well. I think did we not discuss at the time that we discovered that there was a lot of it that was actual like, sets. A lot of it, yeah. Rather than green screen. Yeah, so, so that could have been playing a big part in it. As absolutely, well. but maybe a lot of at least a lot of subtlety. I think there's a lot of subtle effects in that film mm. that maybe you don't notice that looks like a real set but it's actually aye, aye. actually CI like for all of you we know that thing you like with the the, the the garbage truck going by yeah yeah you think oh that's actually because they got it back that could be a CGI film you know you never even would tell that that's a CGI garbage truck you know aye, aye. Um, so that kind of stuff the people who are in the industry notice stuff that's that and they can appreciate that like how well it's done um, so that was sort of like the Oscars anybody else who went interested in the Oscars did, you, did anybody watch the Oscars no I have a life yeah, well, I sorry, I don't have a life. I just, I don't have three hours. Who even hosted it this year? Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that guy. No, that guy. No. The other I will mention that Jill point out to me is um, the, the documentary short. No, live action short. It was called. What's called the Silent Child? Yes. Directed Girl from Hollyoaks. Uh-huh. Directed it, yes. Featuring Jill. Jill's big enough to come up in a big way. Because she's uh, a silent child. She's a silent child. Um, but yeah, so Girl from Hollyoaks won that award. Yeah, that was good. It's I quite like, sweet. Yeah. It's nice to remember. Like, um, have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's on YouTube, I think, so I'll have to try and look for it. Um, but it's nice to remember Amanda Onucci's got an Oscar, I think. Oh, for the Stalin? No, not for the Stalin film, but he won it years ago for something else. Oh. It was a short film he won it for. And I'm pretty sure the guy who played Rob, not Robin Hood, um, Doctor Who, the Scottish guy. Peter I think he's got one as well, and it's for a short film. People for, always forget about that. So he hasn't got an Oscar. Just it's not one of the big kind of like yeah. name ones. But you've always got your CV Oscar winner. You know, if you won an Oscar. Imagine as well that you've won this Oscar for a short film, 
eight months worth of work and then another eight months worth of editing. Then you went for 15 that. minutes just rattle it out like you go boom in a weekend. Uh-huh. Do, you think, do you think you get like a fair gold statue? Like, you can get a little one if you win the, um, yeah, the a wee tiny one for short film. Yeah. That makes sense. I think that'd be fair. Like, the best director one is like a massive thing. It's like you have to wheel out a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Yeah. Like Stanley <laughs> Basically, yeah, you want to bring out of it, yeah. Let's be honest, if you won an Oscar for doing a shot, you would milk that all the way. Oh, fuck yeah, you would totally. Yeah, you go back onto Hollyoaks looking like, around your part just to say. Maybe you kick me off Hollyoaks. Look at my friend here now, my little golden friend, yes. <laughs> um, a lot of guys who do win shots end up doing, like, maybe they're not all in, in the directors, but they will work in the industry doing other jobs, you know, might end up in editing, right? You know, there's like DPs or um, like first assistant directors, but it's, it's a, it opens so many doors that you get this. This trophy, people, and you'll go to all the after parties yeah, now. It's a trophy to open the door. You can bang open windows with yeah. it as well. Oh, did you did you hear the story that uh, a photographer at one of the after parties was trying to steal the lady from Three Billboards Oscar? Did he not get it? I heard he actually, he actually Aye, got, he got it. it, and he was walking about with it, and then eventually someone was like, "Hey, he's stealing that fucking Oscar!" And then they eventually grabbed him at the door when he was trying to leave. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? That's not yours. You can't just wander about with it. Just watch it. It's not yours. Oh, oh man, it's not. You're right. It made it worse because he was wandering around telling people at the party that he had won it for, uh, for something to do with photography. And I was like, that's a bit of a dick. <laughs> There's also no award for photography, technically. Yeah. You know? It's like which... it's like a TV awards. Yeah. yeah. Big Grammy. Yeah. Nobody really cares. <laughs> I often wonder, A, if you get an Oscar, do you have to lick it? I think you would have to, wouldn't you? Yeah. And also, B, has any woman used an Oscar as a golden dildo? Oh, I don't know why I just knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it off a point here or something? I think someone must have used it at some it point. Might put it in the fridge, quite cold. We're learning much about Lauren's home life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my many Oscars yeah. in the fridge. <laughs> I assume someone has done it. Yeah, I'm, definitely I would. I'm going to go with Jennifer Lawrence. I think she probably has. How do you feel about the Weinstein statue outside the Oscars that was placed there a couple of days before the event? I, mean, I think, I mean, I'm all for performance art and art in some way. I mean, it's making up, it's making its point. It's absolutely no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah. If you want to do it, do it. You can interact with it, engage with it as much as you want or don't want, really. It's telling everybody it's like, but they already, they already know. It's, it's yeah. Because it's public now. Yeah, my feelings on Weinstein are, are open and I think he's obviously quite a despicable man. But yeah. nothing that he's done after, uh, uh, has not been done before. Yeah. I'm not saying he deserves to, uh, to get let off with that, but like, the whole casting couch idea, yeah. I mean, it's not new in any way, shape or form. It's, 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 I'm happy it's coming out and people are getting taken down for it, but the idea of people have been shocked by it, it can be so I naive. Do, I think I that there's going to be a protest about it though, instead of Me Too, they should just not win. Oh, I agree. I think coming up like wearing, all wearing black and looking uh-huh. fabulous yeah. is not is not a protest. No. If you decide on mass, like to all the war semis this year, no one went, that would make a much bigger point exactly. than still doing all the same shit as before. Or if you're going, if you're going to make a point about it, wear something colourful, like why yeah. black, why are you, why are you trying to subdue it uh-huh. by wearing black? Yeah, um, but yeah, I feel like the, the, if they're going to make a point, which obviously they should make a point, they're by all means protesting, but turning up to the event and sitting there and still getting your $10,000 gift bag and sitting there... Donating money to it's like, well... Great. You have more money than God uh-huh. anyway. Who cares that you donate money? Yeah. Don't go to something that's public. That would make a big. If they turn the Oscars on and the only person who turns up for it is some random fucking actor, for, and they're giving out every award to like 
he's not here to play this award on this occasion, so someone will play it on their behalf, and that's all they can get. Like when Marlon Brando didn't turn up for his. And the Indian lady? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, stuff like that. That yeah. would make a far bigger point than everyone turned up and still giving like, speeches about. Did you say that we Indian lady? Is it not we Indian lady who put the award? Native, Native American. Oh, sorry. Apologies then, Native American. Jeez, so. I mean, what was, uh, what was that for then? You didn't learn anything. I didn't learn anything, that. no. I'm still calling them Indians. I apologise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that would make a much bigger point, I agree. But it's been the same for all the, like, oh, you get this award season, like yeah. BAFTAs, Golden Globes, Directors Guild, Writers Guild. Yeah. It's all the same, they're all just they're still turning just, up these uh, fucking I, things. I personally think if you had that much of, obviously, you shouldn't talk about like this, the whole, whole issue, so you shouldn't have to talk Oh, really? Yeah. 
She's a sexy woman. She is. A woman who's older than my grand, she looks amazing, you know. She's got a good hair. She has. God bless Love Helen Mirren. Yes. I was pleased with that. Helen Mirren looks phenomenal on the red carpet. I feel quite bad if just went from Harvey and Weinstein thing and making comments about Helen Mirren's tits. Helen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Women are the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. They're all against each other, that's the issue. It's not us to blame, it's you to blame. You're reinforcing the idea here. Yeah. On to, on to, well, maybe not new movies sometimes, but on to other movies, or okay. your movies. So, we'll start with Lawrence, I see the new person on the, the block. Have you watched anything of, or anything you want to talk about of interest you've seen of late that you want to talk about that's not the, the main films? So I've ended up watching a lot of horror. Alright, interesting for you watch. Yeah, which is not usually the genre you should go for. Right. But I watched it, the new chapter. The, the new version, the, the new um, version, yeah. Did you like it? I did, I, I really enjoyed it. However, again. However. However. Very... It's only because of the kids that are in it, it's been like, stand by me. Stranger Things? Yeah, Stranger Things. But then I didn't realise, so the guys that did Stranger Things, they're actually... They were, they were tapping they, 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 they pitched for it. Yeah. And they were told, they said, basically told, uh-huh. no, no. no. And then they did Stranger Things. They did Stranger Things instead, so they're very Stephen King orientated. Yeah. That's what I kept... When I talked about it, we talked about it at the time on the podcast, was it it? As a sort of coming of age movie, yep. I loved it. Uh-huh. But as a horror, didn't really buy it at all. That's exactly what I liked. It was a whole coming of age, but I, I just think the kids in it were awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really like the guy that's in Stranger Things as well. Yes. He's really good. I like the kid who's, who breaks his arm, and it's like he goes to touch you, he's like, get the oh, fuck away from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, that, they were really, really good. I love um, the, uh, they've cast one so far, the girl, the girl, the main girl in it. She's going to get played by Jessica Chastain. Yeah. And, uh, Patrick Wilson's meant to That's also, a good show, actually, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we've watched a lot of things like Insidious and then Conjuring yeah. and just, Patrick Wilson's just yeah. the saviour. What, what I didn't know about the guys who wrote it, it also in that film, Mama. Okay. Mama's a really good, really good horror, really kind of really intense horror. So that's why Jessica Chastain is going to be coming up right, in this right. one. They're quite friendly and stuff like that. So she's been cast as I, I can't remember the girl's name, but the one the girl in the film. Yeah. She's been cast as her. And who Patty Wilson been cast as yet? Do you know who he's been cast as? Patty Wilson. Who he's been cast as? Yeah. Main boy. Main boy. Oh, that's quite. All oh, right, that's good one. Actually, that's quite interesting. Yeah. I like to see the wee fat kid getting played by Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt is Remy from. Um, Ratatouille, the comedian really kind of shot, oh, shot me. Oh, yes, I know. I, 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 he'd be quite good as um, in that as a wee fat kid. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think they will ramp up the intensity I of the could, clown? I think they've got to go more horror on the next one yeah, yeah. to make it more scary. Because uh, it was, I think, because obviously with Tim Curry's Pennywise, yeah. it wasn't any CGI or anything. No, no, no. It just had to be creepy yeah. as hell. That's I, it. I watched it not that long ago. And he's just a dick. Yeah, yeah. But like a funny dick. Because yeah. he's still just having a laugh with himself and making a mockery of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're like, this is really funny. I think also if you've watched it, like the the TV movie um, the stuff as adults is the weaker part of the story Absolutely. so I think in order to make it interesting you'll have to like, ramp up the horror on it to make yeah. it really interesting because you have to try and, apart from the fact like, most folk will go back and see it because it's like part two oh. but they need to try and entice folks to come back yeah. because I, you did kind of leave with a full story almost yeah. you could have walked away from part one and just been like that's a good coming away horror movie also I think if you ask more people what the story of it is more people think the story of it is about the clown terrorising the kids yeah. people forget there is a second part to the story yeah. so like to, to my idea of it is always the kids the clowns after the kids yeah. so yeah so you liked it you enjoyed it mostly I did, but it's 
from the from the original design we that it was meant to be on Channel Four One like nine o'clock at yeah, yeah. night and it ended up getting changed to cat size because it was just too scary. Uh-huh. But I don't see it with this one, it would ever get banned to not be on Trish. No, it's not all. it's not horror enough really. Yeah. Apart from the opening scene I found quite freaky see the one with the the eights, the original with the boy getting ripped and pulled into the drain. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was quite intense. That yeah, always yeah. sticks with me that yeah. I find it just so heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found that scene really intense. The rest I thought was very tame as a horror film. Yeah. Um, anything else you watch of interest? Uh actually without even didn't make the connection until just last night that I watched Snow so I watched Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer's a great film, yeah. yeah. Is that um, the one in the train? Train. Yeah. It's still not got a release in Britain for some reason. It's not got like a cinematic release and it's no one put out no one put out in Britain. I think it's on Netflix now or something yeah. or well it was on Netflix when I remember mean, I first watched it good five years ago. Yeah. And I think recently had to put it on on something else. On something else. We do not condone downloading. No. no. Yeah. So just to make sure I'm on the right path of the same movie, that's the one when they're all fighting on the train, aren't Yes, the yeah, train goes yeah. around the world because the world's frozen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, but it's a cracking right. movie, it's right, movie. The other one I've watched was Train to Busan. Oh, Train to Busan. Busan. How yeah. fucking good is that film? The that, zombie film? Uh-huh. But that was so, a, I just think it seems to be like a South Korean zombie film. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's basically it's a, a zombie film set in Korea. This guy's getting a train from place A to place B, uh-huh. or what his zombies got on the train, and they thought he's like basically what the zombies are attacking the train. Yeah, just like whatever. Yeah. It's fucking intense. It, it just ramps up from the very beginning, does not stop for a good hour and a half. It just, just goes like nothing else. It's a it's great quite, zombie it's film. Quite, it's quite tongue in cheek though, as yeah. well. But that's. A, because apparently they're also going to try and make it to whatever like, TV. English version, yeah. But I don't think it will have the same... It's hard to translate it because there is a sort of, there's a very cheekiness to it of, of, like, yeah. of a Korean mystery. It's, it's like obviously, you've got the guy that plays his dad, yeah. the daughter, and you've got the other guy that's got his wife, pregnant wife. Uh-huh. He's, he was my favourite yeah. character, he was just menacing, but he was the one that grew once actually. Uh, me and Colin went and saw it. It's actually like shown in Cineworld. I did it. Uh huh. It's on for one night, and me and Colin. And I think there's literally two of us in the cinema, and there's me, Colin, plus two other guys in the cinema, and we fucking had a we absolutely just had a whale of time watching uh-huh. it. Just one of those like everyone. The four of us that were there loved every minute of it, and it's absolutely fantastic. And it's one of those films that I really wish people would see. But um, I, it's quite tense, even for. And I thought it was. At the point it was going to end. Yep. So that's it, we're still kind of a half hour. Uh-huh. To go for it, and also, like, like, we've all seen, like, zombie films right now are by a dozen zombie yeah, yeah. TV shows. Yeah. We've all seen, we all know them, and in many ways, we're kind of bored by them a little bit. Absolutely. Um, yes. So, in order to make me interested in a zombie film, you've got to do something to make it interesting. Like, put them on the train. Put on the train, and even though the train's not interesting, just, they've done the, they've done the stuff you like, but they've done it well. And I thought it was awesome, and I loved that film. I, 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 one of my favourite films. Enough. It's a fucking great movie, it's a, really, it's a crack of a good film. There's parts of zombies that they can't see anybody in the dark. Uh huh, yeah. Can't see, can't see in the dark. There's a scene in like a, a train toilet, it's really intense. That's mm-hmm. really good, yeah. Um, Barry, what kind of interest? As always, it's a light week for me. As always. <laughs> you only know, manage does a movie podcast and doesn't watch anything. That's but I do make it. <laughs> I woke up today. You make an effort to go and see stuff. I do agree. Yes, you do. And I woke up today and I hammered uh, Ladybug. So, so we can walk. We we'll talk about that later on. Yes. But anything uh, you watched at home? Of, of only other thing I watched was Wonder. Uh, the one with the boy with the, the weird face. Yes. Did you like it? I, I 
thought it was okay. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, yeah, absolutely. It's always like a very just generic performance from Owen Wilson. You know, yes. Doing his own, own Wilson oh, impersonation. I thought the kid was really good. Yeah, the kid was amazing at it. He's a kid from Room, the one who played the yeah. uh, one room with Alison Bree, or Bree Larson. Alison, Bree Larson. I get, I get those two. Mixed up a it, yeah. Bree Larson, only one of the Oscar, the wee boy, there's a mum and dot, mum that's running the room, and it's like, yeah. he plays this kid who's got deformity in his face, isn't it? He's yeah, like, he's pretty much from the day he's been born, he's always had hunters of surgery to try and sort him out, uh-huh. and ultimately he's ended up with uh, scars on his face. Yeah. So, he get, wears a space helmet and he gets home taught up to a certain age, and then he is going to school. Oh, I don't even know, but he, he's like early, it's like primary uh, school or something. Ah, maybe, I think he's like maybe, uh, maybe 9, 10 yeah. or something like that, yeah. In that ballpark, so. So, and then it's really just what happens with pretty much every kid when they go to school. Oh. It's just like him trying to find his own wee dynamic. And his own clique and his own little kind of trip and friends and the sort of stuff like. People are getting like are forced to play with him at first because he's yeah. always he's different and things like that. It's him trying to come to terms with the idea that he's different. I just keep on thinking of Jack, you know the way. It's not this. It's honestly, it's not similar to Jack. It's got the same yeah. idea as Jack. Kind of, you probably you watch you go like I've seen this film so many times before. You know, you can always put it like say it's like maybe like a black kid into a white school yeah. or something like that. Or like said Jack, or it, it's been done before, but it's done well enough. And I think it's, it's okay. And it was quite nice how they done his part, but then ultimately they cast switched it round and started talking about the wee fella's sister sure and, and ran with that storyline as well because it showed you that how she's been kind of neglected by the parents all through her, most of her life. Like they've been there. But well, like she says in the film, says I'm a planet. My son, my my brother's the son, yeah, yeah. and we orbit around him. Yeah, yeah. And any light that comes off him reflects on me. But I am no, I know that I am not the centre of my parents' universe. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's really sad. It's really sweet. And, that's and the kid, the, the, I was going to say by the, like the story about the, the young boy, it's touching enough. Because obviously the idea of being deformed and things like that. And it's, sort of, it's really, it's obviously it's, it's an interesting story. But it's very rare you to see a film that does that tackle the other members of the family like you get to see like you said the sister and how her life is developed because of it and you get to see the mum and dad like how they create a sense about their life on hold yeah. in order to try and deal with their son and try and make their son feel as normal and yeah. as possible so it's really interesting it tackles those two different elements of it, opposed to just the, oh my god look how bad it is like can't be deformed yeah. It's, really, it's really well done. Yeah, it's a nice movie. Enjoyable. Yeah, I gave it a 6 out of 10 at the time. Yeah. It's like, nice, nice, nice film. It's a Sunday film. It's definitely a Sunday film. Definitely. A bank holiday film. Anything else of interest? Nope, that was it. That was it, Lauren. Anything else of interest? Um, I do remember actually on Sunday I did watch What Dreams Become. Why did you watch What Dreams Become before? I never get that. Like, you know, no reason no, to... she'll just, you want to come and cry, then you put a film that makes you cry. And that was what you went for? That film makes me ball my eyes. <laughs> Robin Williams, uh, his wife dies. He, he, he died, two kids die, yes. and he dies, and they come to the wife's paintings. Mm. It's very heartbreaking. Very heartbreaking film. It's a good film, watch it. Uh-huh. What dreams may come. It's a good film. Um, the only film I watched not at the cinema this week was Anna, okay. which is uh, about a teenage assassin. Uh, so, is that got Helen Mirren in it? Is it no, it's Jackson got the, the girl from Moody Bar. S- uh, Sarsa Ronan. Or, How is it you say Ronan? Well, I said, I've been saying it's Sarsa, but then somebody called it Sersha Ronan. Swarsi? Swarsi Ronan, I don't know. Sorry, sir. She is awesome. She's only like 13 in this film at the time, so she's yeah. like quite young. And it's like her getting away from the person who trains her and trying to work her way through Europe and trying to get back to is someone. Is that after a tournament? Yes, after a tournament, yeah. After a tournament before Brooklyn. Yeah. So, 
it's a really decent, it's a decent action film. Nothing spectacular, but very well done. It's hearts, um, and she's. I think she's one of the best actresses going in the world. Just she's absolutely brilliant, and she's again for someone who's so young at this point as well. She's totally badass in it again. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a good. It's an, only about ninety-two minutes long, so it's not you break any sort of too much time in it. Yeah. Um, the guy who directed the tournament, I think, um, Joe Wright, I think he directed it, I believe. Um, he also directed Pan's Lab, not Pan's Labyrinth, the Pan film is out recently. Okay. Uh, and also Darkest Hour, so he's, he's got some weight for a good film. So, yeah, it's on Sky, I found it, so it's worth, it's worth watching if you find it on Sky. A decent, if not spectacular film, but again, for Saoirse, Sasha, the Irish girl, Ronan, uh-huh. it's worth for her, because she again is absolutely out of this world. So, I think Karen, like, is it other ones. L Fanning. L Fanning and Elizabeth Olsen. Yep. They just kind of mesh into one. They do have very similar looks. If you're in a film and they're all four sisters, you go, yeah, I believe that. They have all the same. They're all kind of very wiry. Yeah. And kind of very, at times I would say almost bland faces. They do have bland faces. Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen doesn't really have like emotions. Uh-huh. She just has one like Zoolander face uh-huh. in every film that she does. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an odd, it's just, yeah. But then I've like, but there's a lot of awesome films that I have really enjoyed. What's the one that she did with the guy from Breaking Bad? Your How I Met Your Mother? Arts or something like that? Or was it to do with like she goes? He's a uni lecturer and she is a student. In the, the oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Have sexual relations yes. with one another? Yes. That one. She has the one called Liberal Arts. Liberal Arts. No, fuck, I hated that film. <laughs> it was like it just it was middle class fuckers being middle class as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And it felt like your problems are not real problems. Yeah. yeah. He just played the same character. Yeah. Um, there's also she's in a film called Smash I think it is with her and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad play she's that I don't think she's in that I'm a mess up who's the alcoholics it's, it's not Lizzie Fox it's the other one it's Mary somebody's in that one Mary of Lizzie Winstead right. who again could play one of the sisters of these four very bland like bland faced but good actresses people if, if she's not available get Elizabeth yeah, yeah they, they, they're on the list yeah. Band, yeah. Um, but we'll move on now to sort of newer films that are out that we've all you know, some of us have seen um, so the first one we'll go for is Iconia, um, which is um, directed by a guy called Craig Gillespie. Do you know what he's done? Anyone know what his work he's done? No. no. Directed a film called Million Dollar Arm. Not Million Dollar Baby. Not Million Dollar Baby. He directed, directed a film called Finest Hours as well. Lars and the... Do with the Darkest Hours. No, they do with the Darkest Hours. Uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Oh yeah. Oh, oh that guy. That guy. Um, I thought that was Wes Anderson. No. Like I think he maybe produced it, but no. Right, okay. Um, Fright Night as well, the Ron Farrell remake one. Right, okay. And also Mr. Woodcock, the Billy Bob got really bad comedy when he's a gym teacher. Right. Right, that's, that's, his, that's, that's his pedigree. Um, the film's basically about um, Tonya Harding, who is a figure skater, kind of redneck figure skater essentially. She's like from the other side of the tracks. Uh, and she's very good at what she does, but is not accepted by the figure skating community because of who she is, because she's like upper class and sort of well-to-do kind of people. Uh, she's unhappy they're not getting ahead, and basically her and her boyfriend hatch a plan to take out the rival, played who is Nancy Kerrigan. Yes. Kerrigan, yes. Uh, and basically, the lead up to that, that happening, and the aftermath of that. And you've got Margot Robbie playing Tonya Harding. You've got Sebastian Stan playing the boyfriend. Or white husband as well. Yeah. Yeah, him. Uh, you've got Alison Yanni playing her mother, who had a very interesting relationship with her daughter. And you've got 
this this is this is our three main cast. I'll mention somebody else later on who I quite like, but that's the three main people on it. Um Barry, you've not seen it yet? No. No. Lauren, you have seen it? Uh, yeah. What do you think of it? First I did I did enjoy it. Yeah. Yes, because you, you got a snip of that at the end of what you did yeah. afterlife, but then it's not really it's much of that. It. It's as if that was the only interesting part that happened. Yeah. Where it's like, no, actually, there's a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. But, I get with those sorts of stories, it's kind of short and sweet. Like, it moves at pace. Uh-huh. It moves pretty yeah. briskly, yeah. For two hours long, it doesn't feel yeah. two hours, it does I move. I just thought it was going to be an anticlimax when it came up to actually the hatching a plan. It was. Well done. Yeah, no, that's like, it's a film about. I mean, they're all idiots. Yeah. And the people who do it are the most idiotic of the idiots. Uh-huh. And it's amazing even thought for a minute that they wouldn't be caught within minutes, which yeah. they fucking yeah. were. Basically, they're all yeah. they're all total idiots. Okay, I get that, and it's, it's not something that she was shot or no. she died or she was pushed off, but she's actually skating. It's like the guy and then whacks her leg. That's that's yeah. that is the fact that he yeah. walks up, he hits him with a bat and then walks off. Yeah. And I want to go. He's like stumbling. Uh-huh, he's yeah. like he's the most idiotic kind of guy. And if a bit in the film when he sort of. They, they, caught, they catch him because he uses his credit card somewhere and he knows that he do it but also he would sit outside he, kept he, he, he would sit outside her um, like practice facility in his car and watch her and in order to stay out of to not get caught he would move the car every 15 minutes to the next space over so he would bring attention, so he would bring attention to himself because he thought if I do that the cameras won't notice me <laughs> it's like apart from a guy moving his car like everyone in this film are essentially they're all idiots yeah, yeah. they are all completely retarded and I think that was always appealing about it because uh-huh. it, it was fine to laugh yeah but it did remind me a bit of Drop Dead Fortress. Yes. And she's in it as well as Anne, the one of the supporting actresses. Alison Yanni. Yeah, Alison Yanni. She plays the mother in that, which, yeah. She played the friend. The friend in that one, yeah, yeah, sorry, yes. And I think the way it was set out, the kind of developed up to yeah. the, the humour to it as well, was very similar to Drop Dead Fortress, which is much better. Much better. It also looked in good films as well. Mm-hmm. The whole time, the, the fourth wall breaking, there's a lot of good films yeah. and stuff in that. Yeah. Um, I, the one thing I didn't, I thought, it's solid if unremarkable. Yeah. You know, it's not. I enjoy, I did enjoy, enjoy it at the time, but after I'm going like, it's almost. I didn't think it was really. I didn't think it would be seven or anything like an Oscar. The yeah, no. Margot Robbie would never, like, never get an Oscar. For that, yeah. yeah. Um, so, it is built around Yanni's performance to an extent, but she disappears after the first third of the film. Yeah. And then she goes back. And she in, just pops back in. Pops back in for one scene, pretty much towards the end, and that's it. You don't really see her again. But then I felt like, I do. I still got a few Margot Robbie. Like I. I have enjoyed her in films, but uh-huh. I still think that she's not exceptional. I've not seen her do anything that I would think is, like you said, amazing. She almost feels like she's playing Margot Robbie at times. Yeah, Margot Robbie trying to play this redneck woman. Uh-huh. It, also, I thought it was quite similar, like, as if she's been watching the Island Wernos documentaries or something. Uh-huh. Just, there was that very kind of crazy, yeah. like, 
I am smoking a cigarette. I felt, looking, so that she should, like, that I don't think she was acting about how, this if you were acting when I was doing this. That's, uh-huh. uh-huh. It was like as if she's starting out and she's doing the, the, the screen test. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it felt like that. So, uh, would you recommend the, docu- the 30 for 30 documentary over this movie to give someone a cap? The context of it? Yeah, yeah. I would because the biggest issue I had with this film was I think it tries to whitewash what they did by trying to say that it was okay to do it, you know. Because she'd been, been abused by her mother. Her mother abused her horrendously yeah. in her, in her, in her life. Husband. Her husband abused her horrendously as well. So it almost said what she did and how much she knew about it is okay because look what happened in the past. Yeah. And I would argue, even if she didn't have anything to do with it, or even if she had, even if she had, she had a minor thing to do with it, she's still called every way for what happened. Yeah. yeah. And she should not be in any way seen as some sort of like anti-hero. Yeah, exactly. She's a, she is, in many ways, a vile person. Yeah. Now, did she deserve the shit she got for it afterwards compared to what other people got for other things? Probably not. But there was not a lot to, like, to do back there. There wasn't. And you get a really good joke in it when they have, not a joke, but it's a moment when, after the trial of the guys, uh-huh. he realises everyone's been away. And the day that he's going to go to jail is the day that OJ Simpson. Simpson gets arrested. Yeah. So that starts that cycle. So they're out the news now because yeah. we've now got a news story. Yeah, yeah. And it's idea, he said it's the idea of the 24 hour news cycle of like, we need a story to fuel it for as long as possible. And once that dies, we'll get to pick another one up and we'll run with that one for as long as we possibly can. Yeah. And then you know something else happened after that and we'll run with that again. The only time you'd ever appreciate OJ Simpson being about, really. Is he, yeah, 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 it takes it off her. I also thought. It thought it was a lot cooler than it actually was. Like it felt like it was trying to be like, we know we're kind of cool and funky and awesome, and it's like kind of like, I don't think you're as smart as you think you are. Yeah. You know, like Baby Driver, for example. I think it thinks oh, I it. I can't even talk to him about Baby Driver. You don't like Baby Driver? I love John Hammond. Uh huh. Really good, but I think the main guy. And some Egot, yeah. Yeah, just didn't like him. Didn't buy it. But that film itself, I know we don't. I know who it is who we brought in. Slagging baby Patty. driver, Paddington. I mean, what's next? What's next? Oh, I'm very cynical. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but baby driver knows it's cool. Yeah. But it has no. But it's cool because it is cool. Yeah. yeah. This film felt like it thought it was cool because it watched Goodfellas and Drop Dead Gorgeous a lot and thinks. We'll do what they do, and they were really cool and funky, and that's how we yeah. like that. But doesn't really capture it's, the same I level as it. For, for it to be for a, for a mainstream film, uh-huh. as if it's trying to build a cult following. It's trying to be an indie film. It yeah. feels like it's trying to be an indie. Yeah. Um, the only thing I, um, the only thing I like, the, I thought the soundtrack was a lot bit on the nose a lot of the time. Like the soundtrack was sort of like. Soundtrack was good. It was, it was a good soundtrack, but it felt like it was very much like if you think if there's, if they talk about pineapples on screen, there was a song about a pineapple playing in the background. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, was, it wasn't anyway subtle in any way. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like if someone does heroin in a film and they start playing Perfect Day, you go like, okay, we get that song about doing heroin in a park, right? So don't be quite so subtle. Don't be quite as on the nose. That I didn't like the fact that Bobby Cannavale was in it and didn't have anything to do. He plays a hard copy reporter. Oh, yes. And he had a horrible fake tan. Tan, yes. yes. But he's a, he is a brilliant actor, a great actor, does a lot of brilliant stuff. And they have him sitting in a chair for like four scenes. I think he must have just had like... Two days free. Yeah, he went, I was just for two days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it felt like that kind of role. Um, the person I did like was a guy, Paul Walter Hauser. The, the friend. The security guard. The, yeah. So, so like the Sebastian Stan's best of, I suppose he's his best friend, isn't it really? He's a guy hanging about with the most, so he's sort of 
Sidekick. Sidekick. Yeah. He's just. He's, he's, he's the pinky cheese brain. Yes, most definitely. And it's like, what is like so? You. Where were you for the last year? I was working for anti terrorism units in Lebanon. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. But well, we checked this out, you're not. But I was. But you weren't. But I, but I know I was. Like, you, you weren't, but I was. <laughs> it's like you, a, guy believes, a guy who believes his own bullshit, you know? Yeah. At the end, though, how they played the actual real clip. Uh-huh. And it was that bad, he did it perfectly. Aye, but it yeah, was. This, I was like, whack that. It's really that well done. Pretend. No, was, yeah. he wasn't. Everything he said, you go, no, no actual person would talk like that <laughs> or say that. But they've got the taste of going, nope, they've got it, but this guy is, a, he is the biggest idiot red that you can possibly imagine. You know, like he's the one who was. He says other stuff. He's like, was it his mum and his, his mum and dad seem um, to help him as well? Because they're taping the thing of the attack, but he gets pissed off because they tape over his yeah, favourite. Five, five steps ahead. Yeah, he tape the tape over his ex files after or something. He gets angry with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you would. You would. Yeah, it's got a lot of Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I like. I really liked him, and I thought he was. Really, I thought he was actually. He made the film for me. I actually, I really enjoyed him throughout the whole movie. Out of ten, would you give it? I'd give it seven. Seven. Yeah. I would bang on the same 7 out of 10 like, I enjoyed it would watch it but I'd forgotten about the time I got to the bottom of the stairs at the cinema no, yeah. I, don't, I, still, I still think about it but I think I've got more of a film from the, that ice skating yeah. figure skating part of it although she doesn't also do like her own stunts no the, the edits were pretty obvious I thought yeah it's like just the head stuff on yeah. like, the uh, twirl but... better or worse than Blades of Glory Yes. Is it better or worse than Cool Runnings? I love an Olympic film. So, Cool Runnings is better than this. Yeah, definitely. So, if you want want a Winter Olympics for the next Winter Olympics, whether you want a film like sort of um, fest beforehand. Well, I'd probably watch Titanic. That's not Winter Olympics. There's ice involved. And you can easily watch the thing then at that point. That doesn't make make sense. Winter sports have to be involved. Right, okay then. Well, they should do a bit of skiing. I've not seen any. Is it Eagle? Medical. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. Eagle's a great movie, really good. Uh, Medical as well, the ice hockey one is really good as well. So they have done. Mighty Ducks? Mighty Ducks as well, yes. So yeah, there's there's, there's one of the big films out there. The only thing that I picked up from this story was just how much the Olympics is an elitist. Oh, particularly the Winter Olympics, I think, because. In order to do any of these sports, you have to have money backing you up. Like you don't get to do a like a luge yeah. without having money beforehand because ultimately you're going to die on it. So you get like or get really badly injured. You can't do it if you're some work like some random amateur. But then that was the whole point as well with um, I Tonya it was that when she she never actually submit herself being the whole rounded ice figure skating to into the Olympics yeah, she wouldn't, she, she wouldn't pander she wouldn't she would pander as much as she had to like, she had to, she had to wear a dress so she would do that yeah. but it wouldn't be a pretty dress it would be a dr- like thinking of herself to be so amazing uh-huh. and great at ice skating she doesn't have to do anything else yeah that was it yeah so then that's just to make her come across silly for the first day no she doesn't I, I, think it's, I think many like her I mean you shouldn't like her to be honest but again, I think she was like, trying to come across when it's like real anti-hero. Yeah, they're trying to make her like yeah. a little but I still don't like her as a person, regardless. No. Not at all. But um, 7 out of 10, so it is worth seeing, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely worth seeing. Um, second film, um, you've not seen this one, Ladybird. No. Barry, you've seen it? As of today. As I've seen it as well, so it's good that the two... Dedication to that podcast. Well done, sir. It's uh, good that the two 30-year-old men have seen it, yes. whereas we've not... A single lady has seen a film, apparently about a lady's experience of growing up, so... 
we will talk about this. It's because I've been there. Yeah, you've been there, done it. Yeah. It did remind me of the time that I was growing up as a 70 year old lady in California. It felt like I got back to that part of my life. It must have been so difficult. It was so difficult for me. It was, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> um, so, it's read by Greta Gerwig who is the first film um, directed, but she has written the film uh, Frances Ha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she also wrote a film called Mistress America. Really good film. But she also turned up in things like No Strings Attached. She's an actress as well. Turned up in No Strings Attached, uh, Throne With Love, and Jackie, and things like that. She's she like a kind of good jobbing indie actress, but she's now trying to close her own destiny this film. Yeah. Um, the plot of the film essentially is Ladybird as a person and she wants to be she's living in California in Sacramento yes. that's a, kind of, which apparently is not a cool place to live at all no. but it looks nice to me Aye. Yeah, it's sunshine every day so, yeah, so no. for people who have just survived the beach from the east Sacramento looks enjoyable yes. um, it sounds like a sunny place as well it, it, look, it looks very sunny it looks lovely um, it's just a small town culture yeah. like that's it. Aye, it's not San Francisco it's not Los Angeles so yeah. it's like sort of it's in that kind of middle ground of like one of them kind of places up and coming possibly yeah. I don't know how good it is now um, but it's set in 2002 which makes it a period piece now no no was, was it not 2008 2002 um, and this is about her growing up in California over the course of maybe like six months maybe yeah, yeah. maybe a school year almost Aye, it's coming to the end of a school year yeah, yeah. and just her falling in love not falling in love, finding out things about herself, trying to get to go to college because she wants to go to an East Coast school, away from the horribleness of sunny California. And it's her mum and dad trying to deal with that and try to exist as well. That sounds so hard. It is a tough life. Yeah. Um, it stars Sershe, um, Sasha, Thingy Ronan, Swarsi Ronan um, as Ladybird. It's also got Laurie Metcalf playing her mum. Uh, Lucas Hedges playing her first boyfriend. Yep. And Timothy. First boyfriend. First boyfriend in it, I think. Yeah. Uh, she, she gets about for six months. For uh, a thirteen-year-old. No, she's like eighteen. Oh right, okay, yeah. that's fair enough. Uh, she's like finishing school, headed, applying for like universities. Oh, yeah, so I would have thirteen-year-old yeah. college. Uh, and also Timothy Shalmany, who is sort of like the man of the moment right now for a few things. But he's in it as well as other boyfriend. <laughs> Barry, what do you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was alright. It's it's, uh, it's a bit like um, it's a bit like wonder. It's a path that's been done a thousand times. Yes, it has. It is a well chosen path. Um, but yeah, I liked it. It was. Uh, I think that everyone can relate to it, whether it be the small town bubble that she's in, whether it be like yeah, coming of age in school or or like you growing up. Yeah, dealing with her parents and stuff. Because she's getting a hard life from her mum. Her mum's yeah. a bit of a cunt, isn't it? So, That's gross. Yeah, well dropped there. Well done. Okay, yeah. Sure. But I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Honest, yeah. Yes. Just, like, it's just that weird, like, psycho, like, manipulating her. It's that weird thing we've all had in life, of, yeah. like, that age when you like, get to the point in life where you're no longer a child. But you're not an adult. And you don't, you want to be treated as an adult, but ultimately... Is that a female version of Catching the Rye, then? Kinda to it, kinda a wee bit, sort of. It's it's not as depression era written as Cats <laughs> okay. on the Rye. I suppose yeah. Uh, to those two, yeah. And it's like it's sort of like we all have that moment where you think I want an adult, but it also, something happens. You go, you go, I just want my mum type yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of that kind of level. You know, where you want an adult, but ultimately you're not, and you've never really dealt with the real world. Your, your world is still going to school and coming home from school and then dealing with not having to deal with shit. I think I'm still at that level. I mean, possibly all, I'm still at that level, to be honest. I still need my mum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I thought 
I thought it was, I, I really liked it actually. I really dug it. I thought it was well told. Yeah. Um, I thought it was well paced. Ninety minutes is a nice. It moves at pace. Aye, it doesn't hang about. It's really good. Yeah. There. There's no. It didn't really linger too much on stuff. Which I quite enjoyed. Um, it's also a bit emotional film. Like I said, I, I got a bit of it. Even though it's not, maybe I'm not the target audience for it. No, definitely not. Definitely not. As a, a, a 30-year-old white man living in Scotland, maybe not the main audience for this film. But I do like Greta Gerwig's work generally, so I did kind of get a lot from it. It's, um, and it is like, um, when, yeah, near the end of the film, when she's talking about how, like, when she, passed, when she finally passes her driving test and how, like, she sees her town in a completely different light, yeah. all the corners and all that kind of thing. And I'm like, it's something I can relate to, because oh. any time I go back to Kilmarnock, I'm like, oh, I, like, it's like, I'm just driving around, I'm like, this is fucking alright. Aye, yeah. yeah, but it's not alright. No. I, to be honest, I like it because I can get from one side of the town to the other side in about five minutes. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, before, strong performances, like, I think she's awesome, the girl, yeah. Lady Bird's amazing, Bonnie Metcalf, phenomenal. Um, Everybody's anyway, the film's really good. There's no bad. It's all very good performances. So you get you get a lot out of that from it. Um, there's a few like kind of unresolved strands of story I thought annoyed me a little bit. Like you don't really get you get a certain sort of like a closure with the, the mother daughter relationship, yeah. but not enough that I felt satisfied by it. I know because you did see through the course of the film that they'd be you know going after each other, but then like the next day they'd be fine because they'd be doing either one shopping or uh, looking at houses or something. But then it was like then like the day after they'd be back arguing. Uh-huh. So you're kind of feeling like well is this kind of like an airport stroke like phone call? Is this really resolving an issue, or is this just an put, issue that's getting put to the back again? It put a comma on it until she goes back home for summer break, yep. and then the same shit kicks off again. So you don't really feel it's, it's actually resolving anything. Yeah, you feel like she's like walking on eggshells by doing this. Uh, like if she ever comes back home, or she gets into like a situation again, her mum's just going to explode because I'm always dealing with the own headache of the fact that the dad out of work is now out of work. Um, and obviously the, the bills are stacking up so like you know yeah, there's still there's a lot there's not everything's resolved which is a, a slight irritation in the film the other thing annoyed me a little bit about the film true and, and much life nothing is resolved yeah people were talking about how the film gets stubbed at the Oscars yeah. didn't win anything for what it was nominated for and I think it didn't deserve like, to win anything that was everything that beat it deserved to beat it yeah. And I think the reason why it didn't win it. it no, no. Um, the film is insanely white as a film. Yes. It's white. It's not quite middle class, but it's definitely lower middle class. Yeah, yeah. The, the problems people have in it are real problems. Yeah. But they're not real problems for a lot of time. Yeah. The mum and dad have got real problems. They're trying to keep their house, but she's not got real problems. No. You know, no. and that's that's the problem. Absolutely true. Yeah. But I can see why, like, say, like Oscar ignored this. Right now, they're trying to be more inclusive of films, and they want to try and maybe, in some way, acknowledge like films of colour, films yeah. of you know maybe yeah. native, like more non. Yes, And it might be more of something like, have you seen Boyhood? Yes. Yeah. That I think was done better. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, a few other things I've seen recently that maybe I can't even think right on the first one I can think of right now um, that was done in a slightly better way. Even something like Clueless, I think, is actually a better version of it. Uh, I also thought played more for laughs, but this I thought Clueless was a better version of what this is trying to do. I thought there was a bit of a dick move when, like, um, she, like, it's her and her wee best pal at school. Then, like, she instantly ditches her pal to go and hang out with the cool kids, and you're like, these cool kids are going to crap. One thing I've said to a lady who's done that in the past. 
Possibly. Ah, oh, shameful. Catch you later. Catch you later. I like you with the cool kids. I can't believe you weren't the cool I, kid to begin with. I want to reach your boobs, I yeah. want to smoke drugs. <laughs> That's, you're not 100 miles away from what the film yeah. said at one point, yeah. yeah. Um, but I did like how the, like, they kind of reformed again. Yeah, like, there is some resolve and some strands like settled, but a lot of stuff's kind of left open. Yeah. Um, out of 10? I'm going to give it six. School. Yeah. It's a good film. Yeah. Is it memorable? Probably not. I'm a, I was stronger. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Like, I, I was trying to compare it to I, Tonya. Yeah. And, like, I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed I, Tonya. If I do yeah. watch one like, again, I would watch I, I watch Ladybird before I watch I, Tonya again. So, that reason, I'd probably say yeah. seven and a half to eight. I'll probably sit down and I'll watch it again. But I'm just sitting there going, like... Am I really going to care about this yeah. come, like, next Oscar season? Probably. This is a very Oscar-y film. Yeah. The film that all appears at Oscar time of the film, like, you know, it's this kind of Heartland film and sort of like, try to pull on those heartstrings. So there will be a film out next year, but there'll be this year's Ladybug. You know, there's like, like the, the, the Little Miss Sunshine one, you know, there's Captain Fantastic year, but then it's like there's always something out of that time. It's called Big Bird. It's called Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Carol Spinney. It's like Big <laughs> They should do it, I They've done a documentary called I Am Big Bird, it's absolutely oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's about the guy who plays um, yeah. Big Bird, and it is utterly heartbreaking, it's a beautiful story. Well, there's no idea then. It's called um, I Am Big Bird, and find it, watch it, because yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal. It's such a lovely... It's a him, because he's done it since he was about... since he was a... Uh, Big Bird was a thing. Oh, yeah. And it's him handing over the range to someone else to do it okay. uh, it's so heartfelt it's so emotional it's so beautiful it's so lovely and, uh, <laughs> and Ladybird back to Ladybird not Big Bird yep <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, how creepy did you think the relationship was between her pal and like the mass teacher I was like I that's think that's the point of it it's supposed to be that like the Ladybird's got this romance with like, like she wants to find someone. That young girl's had a romance with. A t- I think everyone's had a crush on a teacher. Yeah. You know, so that's her crush on that teacher. She's trying to. You see that. You see the way her eyes are so pained. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When she sees the teacher's wife yeah, and yeah. the wife is pregnant, you're like, oh, I feel so bad for that. It's almost. That's the point. She realizes this won't happen. Not the fact he's your teacher. Not the fact that he was to do it to you, it'd be illegal. Yeah. It's when you realise he's got a wife and he can have a kid, that's when you like, oh, you're fucked now. Like, that is, it's such a painful look on her face, you know. I think it misses hope in the same way, you know. <laughs> she was never mine, you know. I heard her name is actually Mrs. Hope. Miss Hope. Miss Hope. Miss Hope. The one they got away. The one they got away, French teacher. <laughs> she had a stern French look about her, which I quite that like. That sounds like a really romantic film, actually. French teacher, Miss Hope. Yes. I, I think we should film you trying to track her down and meet her again. I don't want to do it. I feel, I feel hurt. I only hurt us both. <laughs> Especially uh, hard. More me, she's going to go, I did not miss out on anything. The only way this could ever be good is that she's actually died already. Oh, don't say and that. And you finally realise that she has passed away. Oh, don't say that. She was actually 80 when you had... No, she was not 80. <laughs> Maybe late 30s. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, <laughs> any other films you want to talk about, Lauren? Any other series of week recently you want to talk about? Try to think of what I suppose I've just went into absolute puzzle horror films. I just kind of went, oh, actually, it's just been right back at me. The Lodgers, have you seen that? The Lodgers? Uh-huh. No. It's awful. Is it awful? What's that about? I feel like I'm being just so negative. Okay. But then 
as is about twin brother and sister live in this haunted house and well not haunted living in our own family house in Ireland and I think it's after the First World War and um, they got real set by whatever family ghosts back in yonder years of whatever curses happened and if they don't follow these rules then they'll get punished right and the punishment is just not harsh enough for me <laughs> You want to see some beheadings going on, do you? I always want to see some proper scenes. Like messed up stuff yeah. and nothing happened of interest. Nothing is it a Netflix film or is it a. Uh, I think this is actually a, a DVD. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's a twist. Did you buy it for a pound somewhere? I think it was my sister's boyfriend that brought a bunch of children. It was that the Awakening. That, right. was, that was another. Oh, good. Yeah. There is one that Joe's mentioned to me before you guys came called Veronica. Okay. Oh, I watched that. Is it? Did you watch it all? Yeah. She's a small percentage. You go through the whole film. Apparently, people can't watch it the whole film. Not scary. Not scary. It's not. Yeah. Do when they do. They hype it up too much. Yeah. And then people go, "Oh, it must be good." Then you sit there and you're instantly disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, and it's there. Of course it's in Spanish, it's based on a true story, so it's made to, that's yeah. of yeah. course that's instantly going to scare you anyway if it's yeah. in Spanish, there's lots of subtitles. It's the scariest of all languages. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so they have to read them screaming yeah. and everything, but um, no, it was, it's just a cheap pop, but it's just, it's not, but not interesting at all, but I think the, the whole thing that they've got behind it is based on a true story, but so loosely based. Right. That it just, this girl died under suspicious circumstances in her same house. She was talking about hearing voices. The girl's obviously schizophrenic. Yeah. And Okay, I'm going to watch it the weekend to, to see what it's like. I still, still give it a watch. I feel you're going to come back next week telling us all about how disappointed you are. I, I feel that's going to happen. I know, yeah. you will. It will be, yeah. Will be, yeah. Um, but I'll get Saturday off. I'm going to do that on Saturday. Cool. Uh, yeah, spend your weekend just being disappointed. Did, yeah, I mean, I mean every, every weekend just saying, to be honest. Um, um, but anyway, on, hey, hey, on, come on. Yo, calm you're down. Hey, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you can't see anything. No, um, so out next week, or still out next week. You've got the Greatest Showman out. I want to see that. Have you seen it? Fucking I've long as this. I've not seen it yet, and I can't believe I've, I'm not seeing a film that's been out for four months. On Richard. I know. It's, we're going to go see it tomorrow. That is a plan. Right. They keep on going on about how it's the greatest place to ever live. Made, but Greece. nothing could be cats. Or Greece. Or Greece. Or, I'm going to go with Greece. Cats. <laughs> what is it with cats for you? It's, it's a good musical. Okay. Fair enough. It just happens. About cats? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, also still out is Red Sparrow. The Barry scene, we're going to talk about, did you like, did you, not just spoil, we'll talk about more next week. Yeah. Good, yeah, bad or different. I definitely watched that, so yeah. I don't have any spoilers. Well, so. that's what I was saying to Richard last night, is I can't really go into too much depth about it than now, because... It's a film that if you try and talk about it to we'll anyone, it. it's going to instantly ruin it. What I will say is, it's a very slow pace. Yeah, movie. it feels like that, yeah. Uh, I don't know the running time, but it felt. 140 minutes. Whatever the running time is, it feels it. Okay. I was going to uh, say that myself as well, but, but not for 140 minutes. minutes yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't give me like all your own thoughts, 140 minutes. That's yeah, too long. I think the last time I went to see myself was a, God, a street cat named Bob. Oh, <laughs> Jill's favourite movie. She watched that about six times a year. 
Um, out of ten, what are you going to give Red, Red Sparrow before we go and see it? You know what? I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it eight because eight. fair enough. All the people in the movie that were playing Russians, they convinced me that they were Russians. That's all you need to convince. Me. <laughs> because the film is pretty much centered around that. Right. Okay. You know, so I think you know Jennifer Lawrence put in a good performance. She convinced me that she, she was Russian. For you know, I was like, right. fair enough, right? I don't know a Russian song. What's the film with the? What's Sorry, everything that's going on in the real world, and then you go watch Red Sparrow, and you're like, how much is going on? If we're all these Russians coming from, right? Yeah. What was the film with uh, Kate Winslet playing a Russian? Um, Anna Karenina. No, it was. No, it's not. It had Norman Reedus, and at the, at the start, he pretty much died the first died. minute. Uh huh. Oh, that's going to annoy me. I can't think of the film with a Russian, for honestly. Like, that Adam Cole guy was in it as well. Breaking Bad guy. Oh, I can't think. I know I can roughly remember the film you're thinking, but I can't think yeah. of the film is. Kate Winslet played a Russian and she was awful. She was awful Russian. Um, also, also still out is um, Finding Your Feet, which I'm not going to go and see. Colin might go and see it because he's 19. What's that? It's about a woman who is like six, her feet. 60 year old. <laughs> <laughs> in a happy life, finds out her husband having an affair, so you've got to leave the family, they've got to leave the manor, and they go and live with her sister who lives in a cookie, sort of like cookie. Ten, a cookie tenement building, who uh, the girl's a little kind of weirdo. Oh, like, it uh, sounds kind of like quirky, a quirky, quirky yeah, quirky. Was it an actual cookie? No, it literally sounds like a reboot to Friends. Not quite. Um, I, want, I want to see it now because I've heard it's insanely racist. <laughs> Because it's aimed at like six year old like kind of the grain market. That'll definitely get a whole lot of offers. <laughs> so they, so they, so they, no, it's not like it's like they actually like make racist jokes through it. Yeah. The point you're going like, oh shit, this is like yeah. kind of like, like your granddad will make a racist joke. And go, it's it's okay. Triple Nine was that the name of the film? Triple Nine, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, a kind of film where it's a racist film where it's made it a granddad who will make racist jokes. You go, it's okay. It's of a different time. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't make any the right to say it now. That still means it's wrong. That kind of film. Uh, and also still out is Game Night. The oh, comedy. That looks, I just did not have any urge to go see that. I've heard better reports than I thought about it so far. So Rachel McAdams, who's the other guy that's in it? Jason Bateman. No. No. I, don't, I just think he makes some quite generic comedy or not so funny films. Yes. The, the one that he was in with Mila Kunis. Uh, oh. The factory that he works in, I'm terrible with film names actually. Factory works in? I'll need to add that one. Hold on, let's have a look at what else is out. Um, out on Friday, we've got Mum and Dad. Oh, I want to see that. Yes. Let me, okay. I have no idea where that's going. Let me sell it to you, this, okay? okay. I'm going to sell this one to you, you want to go and see it. A virus gets released that makes parents want to kill their children. Excellent. The two parents, Mum and Dad, Nick Cage. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> that sold. Yeah. Sold. You should have said Nick Cage is in a film. Go and see it. There is a, he is raging. He is fucking angry, Nick. So yeah. There's a scene in it I've seen on on um, online where Nick Cage is destroying a pool table with an axe while singing the Hokey Cokey. <laughs> it, it is beyond. It's Nick Cage at cagey levels. <laughs> what the film you're thinking of? Extract. Extract, oh. but not good. Okay. Not good. Um, also, a Gringo. Okay. Which is about a guy going. They invent a drug that's like marijuana, but it's in a pill form. Okay. And the guy goes down to the factory in Mexico to try and like get it like manufactured, and he falls foul of the cartel, and they want to kill him. It looks like it's a kind of. I thought it was going to go a different way there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> turn into some sort of stone superhero. No. no. 
Yeah. It's not. It looks like, it looks like, a, like a, not quite. It's a comedy, like a drama comedy. It looks like, like yeah. It looks, I saw. I saw it about two or three times. It looks actually generally quite funny. Decent cast in it as well. And yeah. uh, you've got What Like a Panther, which is out as well, which is about um, British wrestling. Oh, okay. And it's British wrestlers who back in the seventies and eighties made a lot of money. They bought a pub. They're all living a happy life. Have the pub. All people come around. They love the pub. But then the big, the big brewers are going to take over the pub and get rid of the pub and put them all out of um, out of work. So they've got to all get rally round for one last big wrestling match to raise enough money to keep the pub open. So it looks like it feels like one of those kind of real proper kind of. I think I enjoy it. I think enjoy it. I'm actually quite looking forward to it. It feels like one of the kind of real kind of old kind of like sun like Sunday movie. You watch yeah. a sun bank holiday Sunday movie. You've got Wonder Wheel, which has got Kate Winslet in it, and I think she falls for a man who runs a Ferris wheel. That just sounds so stupidly <laughs> up itself. Yeah, it, it does sound very pretentious. It's out this week. I very much doubt it'll be out the week after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will disappear quickly. Yeah. Uh, and you've also got You Were Never Really Here Out as well, which is um, Yoakum Phoenix trying to track down like, somebody's daughter who's been kidnapped. It looks like Taken, but with less Liam Neeson. But it looks is, is there any Liam Neeson? No Liam Neeson at all. But lots of Wacken Phoenix with a big beard. Oh, I like him. With a beard? <laughs> anything. Any, just any, any, any. On bread. On bread, on yeah. anything. Yeah. Just whack on Phoenix all the way. Yeah, with those, uh, acid, whatever. Yeah, but that's pretty much every now and Barry, do you want to tell me where you find us? If you remember. Yes. Go. You can find us at Three Beers in a Movie on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Any way, email? That's it is three beers in a movie at gmail.com well done Barry Lauren <laughs> nice having you it's enjoyable will you come back again no no done <laughs> 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 it once that's it yeah why ruin the legacy yeah, yeah go out knock, on top yes knock out one at the park and go that's me done I'm yeah. finished I don't need to, need to sell it. <laughs> one hit wonder. One hit wonder. Uh, no, I, I, I enjoyed that. That's good. Thanks right, so I've been Richard Laird. You've been. Margaret Hill. You've been. Lauren Rose. And we have been. Three beers in a movie.